You evoke light out of the universe. All right, welcome to episode five of Speaking into the Verse. I'm your host, Brayden, producer, all of it. Um, I normally don't do this, but I wanted to jump in and just give a little intro to this episode. Um, I decided at, you'll you'll hear me talk about it, but I decided about four o'clock in the morning after not being able to fall asleep um, after a couple of days to go ahead and record this podcast. So uh, just give me a little bit of grace, <laughs> a little bit of patience patience um as i go through this and uh yeah hope you guys enjoy hello and welcome back to it this is episode five of speaking into the verse i'm your one and only host uh producer editor of the entire crew name's brayden um today or tonight or whatever day it is uh this one's gonna get weird because it's currently 4.05 a.m. Um, after working two jobs uh, yesterday and then an all-nighter before that. And I'm not bragging and I'm not proud of this. Um, I went to bed Sunday night with the intentions of getting a full rest uh for us night of sleep i knew i had uh, a brand new job i was starting and my current job as an electrician to do the next day uh, rest is really important so i can stay accurate um i've got to drive kind of far so i want to be safe on the roads um and i went to go lay my head on the pillow um around my usual bedtime just relax and um i i had a panic attack um just the thought of uh, passing away and leaving this earth came into my brain and I couldn't fight it off. I usually have um, some skills, some tactics, distractions, different thought processes um, to combat this because I've been dealing with it um, for some time. Um, I have been doing other like holistic medicines to kind of help with that. Um, so it's been a lot less probably for the past three months, I'd say. But every once in a while, it flares up. And at 10 p.m. Uh, Sunday night, I had a flare, and it was horrible. Um, probably lasted a good two hours. Um, a lot of when I panic, I get up and I pace, um, breathe really heavy. I feel like punching things or... Um, running down the middle of the road or getting in my car and just driving as fast as I can and going somewhere like I this weird type of panic I need to move I need to get out um I don't like I, I don't like not being in control sets in and like I've said like I said I've been really good and practiced about um pulling myself out of it and I I failed miserably um Sunday night I lost the battle to my demons so, um, what turned into laying, laying my head down on the pillow at 10, turned into midnight, turned into scrolling on my phone, trying to distract myself, um, and then uh, another semi-flare up after that, then 2 p.m., then 3 p.m., and then when it's about 4 p.m. and you've got to be up at work at 6, it's like if I go to sleep now, um, I'm not waking up for my alarm. 
I'm going to sleep in past work, um, and I'm not I'm not going down that path. Uh, I'm not chancing getting fired. Um, my girls count on me to make money. Um, kind of sucks that the need for income overrides the proper health choice, but also, um, like it's on me to handle my own problems that arise and my own panic attacks and my own feelings when they, when they are here. Um, but I, that, I lost that battle on, on Sunday night. Um, just straight up honest. I don't, I don't know what happened, but I, I just couldn't calm myself down. Um, really strange, because I've been pretty much successful at it. But the silver lining here is that I was the first person to work this morning. Um, I felt super alert all day. Um, there was a period around 11 to noon where I felt a little loopy, but um, I was doing really super basic things at work. Um, grunt, electrical, electrical stuff and um, was able to get my task complete. I was uh, probably extra talkative and extra friendly with my coworkers today, which I noticed and I, I liked actually. It was almost kind of like a high, a very mellow, chill high for the whole day. Like the music in my car was better, the conversations with my coworkers were better. Um, I didn't really pay attention to the clock at, the day, at, at work and all of a sudden, um, I'm just going along with my tasks and they say, Hey, we're done for the day. And I'm like, Oh wow. It's, I can't believe it's um, time to go home already. This is crazy. So there was some nice, I guess, side effects from not sleeping. Um, and then I went straight from that job to my other job. Um, I briefly stopped at home, um, was able to talk with my mom a little bit, which I appreciated. Um, and I mean, I felt like I was conversational and kept my thoughts together very well and was more creative and just like a, a layer of my um, defensiveness was just kind of like peeled back by the fact that like I hadn't gotten sleep. But one weird thing I have noticed today, this past 24 hours or what have you, is that like my taste is and food and eating and stuff is just like not enjoyable like when you sit down for a meal or you you know you crack open that cold soda during a 98 degree heat day i mean there's just like extra enjoyment you get out of it and to being sleep deprived like it's um it, there's a uh, lackluster is that the word there's um enjoyment missing i don't know the proper word for it right now excuse me but um, which has led to, so to, spoke with my mom, then I, uh, went to my second job, started my first day on my new job, um, after pulling an all-nighter and nothing f made me feel more like a st stupid, irresponsible, can't believe I'm doing this, um, like one of those moments where you're like, dude, like you're almost thirty. What the fuck are you doing? Um, was when I when as I was driving to my first day of my new job after pulling an all nighter. I was just like, what? Like we're doing this still? Like you're still, um, not sleeping properly? Like come on. 
given I do try to give myself a little bit of forgiveness because I had a panic attack. Can't really control panic attacks. Um, well, normally I can't, but this is just this is just one from hell, to be honest. But um, went to the new job uh, again. Great. I had great energy levels. I was able to focus, listen, take in all this information. I'm working at a, a new restaurant they're building here in town. And there's menus and food and sides and dishes. Or not, well, f- food dishes. Sides, appetizers, the, all their different types of drinks. Their margaritas and the different flavorings. And do you want salt on the rim or sugar on the rim and all that. See, I still remember it now. Um, all that. I was easy to pay attention to. Um, There was even a moment where we were all practicing line dances out in the in the heat, and I was nailing it. It was, oh, chef's kiss. It was it was great. My dance moves were on point. Um, I work with a a good friend of mine. I was able to conversate with him. There was a there's a girl work working there that um, was really nice from out of state. Um, Talked to her for a, a little a long. For a good period of time, um, while we were waiting for the trainers to move on to our next thing, I just I I don't know what happened, but I gained like this kind of like happy, I don't give a fuck attitude all day, and just was able to be myself and be happy, and it seemed like all my interactions um, people enjoyed. Um, luckily, I'm got I just just straight up be here honest i know maybe anybody out there is listening to this is like freaking the fuck out like you should no way should you be getting behind the wheel um when you have when you're sleep deprived you need to be doing something else like you've got kids what the fuck are you thinking don't worry that's already gone through my brain i've already beat myself up about it i've already had to forgive myself about it and i'm grateful that nothing super dangerous happened on the roads that i had to react to because i guarantee that my reaction time is not on par with what it should be if i had gotten the proper rest um of an eight hours night's sleep i know that um i'm not blind to it but i can't have uh i can't have people drive me to work and around so i'm sorry um i actually feel really bad because i know that me driving um affects other people could affect other people it's not just me out there on the roads so um anyone who's heard this and is strictly offended by that i i do apologize but i'm a single divorced dad who's got child support and bills are stacking up i gotta pay him i gotta get to work it's not risking anybody else's lives or mine but i don't i don't know it's it's kind of this like i said it's weird that we value the acquisition of money most times more than health definitely mental health i know tons of people who have jobs where their mental health is just getting absolutely fucking destroyed by the job that they do but they don't want to leave it because of the money um so that's for sure and then overall health sitting in an office chair for eight hours is not good for any human being i don't fucking care who you are we're supposed to be up and moving and um get our blood flowing every day not just sitting in a goddamn chair so not that that those are excuses for my actions but just that's also thoughts that i've been thinking about oh speaking of thoughts that have been going around in my head so 
they had like a precursor training day. It was just like a get introduced into the culture of um, the company, meet the trainers, get some more information, um, make sure that we're as new employees were like showing up in the system properly, what have you, um, kind of day on Saturday. And um, they had us when as soon as we pulled rolled up they gave us our shirts that we're going to be wearing for the job and then we rolled into this auditorium where they're playing music over the the loudspeaker and had everyone was supposed to like dance around to the uh um the music um and do like line dancing and in front of everybody and i can't tell you last time i danced like in front of like a large number of people like a bit to it like a club or um i th- i think it was like social dancing in high school was literally the last time that i like got up in front of a large number of people and, and danced so at first um i have this initial reaction of like if I participate and like actually try, then people are think I'm just gonna be a try hard, and um, that I'm just trying to fit in and whatever. And then I had to kind of like back myself off of that ledge and go like, no, dude, like you like to dance, you've always liked to dance. You know you've got half decent moves. Just get into it, like be yourself. And if anybody doesn't want to associate with you because you know you're just being yourself, then. Um, you know, then they weren't meant to be your friends anyways. And, like, why, why are you caring so much about what other people think of you? Um, but very rarely am I, not, am I in an auditorium filled with 200 other people um, and dancing in front of them. So it was a kind of a just out-of-the-blue occurrence for me. Um, and what I took from that was how much I like dancing. I remember that dancing is something that is fun for me. I miss – there was, like, a day and age – around like i want to say like 16 because i know i could drive um they used to have like these teenage clubs you could go to where basically they wouldn't serve alcohol it was just straight up energy drinks and they'd have a dj playing like all the latest hits all the grinding music and whatever and we'd all just go and like dance and party um something i did with jackson freaking loved it it was a great way to meet um new people and girls obviously but um, and I just like to dance. I like to sh- watch people and learn moves and show off the moves I already knew. And there like was even a moment I was trying to like break dancing, which I'm never really good at. I like a couple a couple moves. Oh my god, that reminds me of a time when they like if you've ever been to one of those dances, they like spread everybody out so that one person can go in the middle and everyone can watch them like do their moves for like a couple seconds and then they get out and like someone else jumps in and tries to one up them or we're just having fun. But I had Jackson was super good at handstands. So he did a handstand in the middle of the circle. Right. And he spread his legs open in like a, like um, almost the splits, but just like a very wide open Y and i um stood back in the back of the crowd and i jumped through his legs like a field goal and like did the somersault roll out of it at the end pulled off like a couple dance moves and then like did a backwards somersault with a pop-up um kind of hard to explain but i can't do a video for you now because i'm old and i probably break something but uh yeah 
uh, that, so I did that backwards somersault, and it was just crazy. Um, I just remember the crowd just instant like after I finished the move, and I think Jackson was doing like another move behind me, and we like stopped at the same time, and all of a sudden the crowd was like, yeah, and I was like, oh sick, like I should be part of the Jabberwockies. <laughs> I should go dance for the president of the United States. Like my my moves are the boss moves, but yeah, this I. I, maybe I need to look into like um, I don't really want to go clubbing though I don't want to get drunk and like just go grind on some random girl and blah 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 like I want to go where it's like maybe like a 80s theme night and they play 80s popular culture songs that we can just like just dance to and just vibe um, I don't I've never been one for like the club scene I guess but well I gotta. I guess I gotta retract that last statement because I've never been to like a party club as an adult. So maybe I would actually absolutely love it, and I just I've never been. But I'm the where I'm where I'm at. I don't really have access to clubs or the time or the money. So maybe we'll get there one day. Um. On another note, I had another thought that I was thinking about just recently. But because I'm sleep deprived now i'm kind of forgetting it but i'm still not tired it's this weird sensation of like knowing that it's i've now been up for past 30 hours straight and like hey dude like you should go to sleep and then i laid down for literally like an hour and a half took melatonin and was peaceful no freakouts, and i just couldn't fall asleep i was like well this isn't gonna work out let's uh do a podcast instead <laughs> Oh, I was going to talk about my dad's YouTube channel video thing that he's doing because I think it's super cool. And I have to give another shout out to um, Sadie and Elena from Living in the Question because they're the reason that I'm doing this podcast. And my dad doing his YouTube channel has kind of been stirring, uh, the pot's been stirring in his brain for a little while on getting that done. And he saw me do my thing, so he decided to do his thing, which is, like, super cool to see, like, the waves and the energies put out um, by someone else that affected me. And then my waves affected someone else that I care about deeply. So it was really cool to kind of see how that that played out. And I was able to sit down and watch um, my dad's video just recently. Um, and for, like, uh, all right, if, if, you, if you hear this, Dad, I'm sorry. I'm just going to... I'm just going to say this word and I apologize um, in advance. Just know that I don't mean it in a derogatory way. It's just a description of your place in life right now. But this old guy who's not very good with technology, who for the most part, I don't think he's been much of a public speaker. Um, my dad's, I, I would consider himself like a social butterfly. He could make friends with pretty much anybody and he's really good at talking and telling stories but i've never seen him like stand up and have everybody look at him while he tells stories and one thing i realized doing this podcast that even that is different than sitting and just talking to nobody it's a very different feeling but to watch him do it for his first time um i even said it to my mom because we were watching it together i was like He's, this is really fluid. He's not using filler words like um or but. Um, he's not losing his, uh, excuse me. He's not losing his train of thought. He's 
um, adding in cool little details and facts that he wants to share and then he's reeling it right back in jumping on that main train and continuing down the road of the path of the things that he wanted to get out in that first video so there's a really good flow to it um i edited the i edited the intro and the outro of course um so that was the best part of the whole video but um he edited um little little just pictures that would pop up every couple seconds just to give you kind of like a um an image reflection of of what he's talking about i feel like I, that was a redundant thing to say anyways uh <laughs> and it, that was a really i i know i notated in my mind too that that was a really great way to do a video podcast with kind of like an interruption because um, i've even watched joe rogan's podcast where they're they're talking and it's just on video and what they do, which is really nice, is they switch the camera angle from Joe to the guest. And whoever's talking gets the camera angle. So even though you're listening to a seamless conversation for three and a half hours, if you're watching it, you get these nice little 20-second snippets. And then it breaks and you get another 20-second snippets. And I think that's really good for people's brains nowadays who are so jump from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. And this ADHD um, consumer mindset that we have with our social media, it was a really good idea to have those photos pop up every so often for whatever the heck he's talking about. Just as a mental break from just seeing him talk, you can still hear what he's saying. You pay attention to the image, and then it goes back to him. And then another image pops up, and it's like, oh, okay. It's like getting nice little just drinks of cold water throughout a, um, a hot day. Like, the hot day is still there, but it's nice to have, like, a break in cold water. I guess if that makes sense. That's That was the dumbest analogy of all time. I'm going to give myself a negative 1 out of 10 for that analogy, and I definitely would not recommend um, that, that comparison that I just made. That was horrible. <laughs> That was just awfully bad. Okay, excuse me. My cat needs to get out of the room. I need to get like a cat door on my door. And I'm not. I'm not even gonna edit this out because this is my haven't slept podcast. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. So where I was actually planning on kind of bringing this back to maybe we'll just title this whole podcast just sleepless sleepless in seattle or something stupid um but is that that peeling back layer that um kind of not giving a fuck more happy-go-lucky um don't really care if people are watching me or i make a mistake yada yada um i wonder if like with everything there's balance is probably always better than having one one way be too much than the other way and there's like a bajillion analogies for this so i'm not going to get started because i'll just list off 30 um just because i think it makes me sound cool which it doesn't but i wonder if there's a good if a balance is better or one of these is being more dominant where in your mind you're constantly having to remember like defending against your own transference and if you guys don't know what that means the best way i can simplify it without just like looking at a google definition right now is 
subconsciously bringing up any type of past thought process into your current situation or into the now. And the most common example of this is um, if you had like a really bad experience with, uh, let me think of a like a cliche scenario. Let's let's go with like a uh, a jock in high school. Some dude wearing a Letterman jacket plays football, gets all the girls, blah blah blah. Like if you had a bad experience with someone who looked like that, like a Chet or a Brad or whatever, and then. 10 years down the road you're not 10 years this is not that not bleh. there isn't that many years between high school and college but for whatever years down the road you're in college now and there's a college chet in his letter been playing football for the college team you're gonna whether or not you um actively think this way or do it on purpose or not it's going to happen where because of your bad experience with chet in high school now you've got brad in college who looks the same as chet was and you're instantly going to be defensive against him so it's like that you run into a party and you just look at someone and you're like i don't like that person i don't know why but they give you bad vibes it's because you have seen met experience something negative with someone who shares very same similar traits with them or behaviors within yourself those can also be transferred onto other people and when you recognize the trait that you don't like about yourself in someone else then you don't like them when it's actually a you problem so this let me that's a whole transference conversation that should probably get its own podcast because that's like a really big self-healing topic and something i think everybody does all the time without even thinking about it um and just being knowledgeable of it helps i think but let's tie the bow on that shut and the reason i brought up transference was because oh no now my train of thought has derailed completely somebody called the polar express um transference oh balance so i wonder if there's a balance between thinking about your transference trying to stay uh, an active listener and be open-minded and thinking think thinking through what you're going to say before it comes out of your mouth like and all of these things as you're interacting with human beings and going throughout the world all those however many things or just kind of not being so active and being reactive so just whatever happens i'm gonna treat it as it's the best thing for me with a happy-go-lucky attitude and just respond just gut reaction all the time because i feel like when i do gut reaction um more react reactionary instead of actionary i turn out having better days i'm less stressful i feel more at myself i can remember things easier but i can kind of run into scenarios where i feel like i put my foot in my mouth um a crap ton i wonder where that saying came from like where did, did people who like sucked at talking in the medieval days did they just like open up their jaws and just like shove a shoe down their throats every time they messed up i i don't i don't understand but <laughs> that's a that's a crazy image it's just like some medieval dude just like 
where art thou, Romeo? And he's like, some other dude's like, that's not Romeo, that's Juliet. You made a mistake. And then this other guy pops out, opens the dude jaw, and shoves his shoe in. Uh, anyways, um, being reactionary instead of actionary and thinking through what I'm going to say, uh, I feel like gets me in trouble. I get, I put my foot in my mouth a lot. Um, but for the most part, it's overall better experience for me because if I start doing thinking about my transference and what's going to come out of my mouth and all those other things, then all of a sudden I decide that saying nothing is better than anything and also being alone is better than anything because I don't have to think and do so much. So what I've been trying to do, because I do believe that balance is like the key to, to everything, you have to have a yin and a yang. Um, if it's hot outside, then guess what? It's probably going to get cold outside at some point. It's up and down, ebb and flows. That's why you got to... You gotta appreciate the heat while it's here, and then you also have to appreciate the cold, because without it, without the cold, you would never have heat. Uh, gosh, these tangents right now are just like those crazy ass fireworks that go in every direction. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to practice having a good even balance where I don't feel so mentally exhausted from just human interaction because I'm trying not to um, have any of my past traumas come up and not judge or have transference, all that stuff. I'm trying to... Because some, some of it is good. I think like some of those messages you get about those that are around you or messages you get about the things that you should say in that moment, um, a lot of it comes from your intu intuition, which is, I think, the universe telling you or hinting towards something that you should do um, in this world. So um, not all of them can be ruled out, but I think others are huge hindrances, like judging others and and transference i think that's could be potentially really bad um especially if you're trying to make new friends or meet me mix it with a new friend group or maybe you started a job and you've got a whole room um, full of co-workers i try to practice what uh the beast himself rogan talked about he says he views everybody's as babies because if you just think of everyone as babies then where they are right now is just a baby that things have happened to over a long periods of time. Um, so he kind of just has that fresh perspective for a room full of brand new people. And then um, I, that just leaves a lot of more opportunity to learn about people, learn from them, grow friendships, relationships, yeah, like all the good stuff. I think comes from, ha that's what comes out of having a really good mo mindset like that. And I successfully made, I mean, we're, we're not like best friends ready to go to each other's house for a good old barbecue, but I made a couple of friends at um, my new job. There's 200 people, so I mean, out of those, there's probably some humans um, that want to associate with me, so it's nice to, nice to meet some new people. Um, but yeah. Got talking about transference and then what else?
a few moments later. All right, so as you can tell, um, I got pretty tired going into the the late half of that little tangent right there, and I ended up just kind of turning everything off and, and passing out and finally getting some rest. So I thought um, days later that it'd be kind of cool if I jumped back on and kind of did like a last half or uh, bonus bonus time on the podcast afterwards um definitely to see like the contrast between my talking ability and mentality on no hours of sleep versus well rested uh because i have been working two jobs for um i think i recorded this like a week and a half ago it's taken me a long time to jump on and finish it but i've been working two jobs since then uh requires me to get very well rest uh lots of sleep um and with more uh, financial cushion, I guess, comes a little less stress. So I have been sleeping a lot better. My attitude um, and energy levels have just improved greatly. Um, plus all of the amazing and great people that I work with. Um, the, there's somebody that I'm talking to currently that just is making me feel amazing. So just got a lot of good things going on in my life right now. Um, and it's made me busy in the past week and a half. So I haven't quite gotten to finishing the podcast or this episode. So I'm going to probably finish up here and then hopefully this weekend or short, shortly after get you guys another episode um, back to back. But um, I know I mentioned it at the beginning of my spiel there at the start about how I wasn't proud of it or um, it's not good to not get sleep. And then I think I go into almost justifying it and saying how there's some benefits of it, which you know, it, there there was some truth to that, and there are some things that are very similar between being sleep deprived and maybe have a little buzz going on, or you know, smoked a little bit of the the Mary Jane, and not sleeping. Where you, I th- I think the reference I made is like peeling back a layer of your ego or the, your nervousness of what you might say or how you might react, um, and that, that I mean that is true. But the consequences and just kind of the risks that you take not sleeping and then also trying to function. Um, luckily, you know, I didn't have my daughters during that time where I was sleep deprived. So when I am rested, I'm very attentive towards them. I, I do take lots of pride in being there for them as a dad. But uh, yeah, there's just, just not a great way to go throughout life just deciding that sleep is not as important as it is because... Once I start sleeping better, um, especially through these past few days, uh, I've definitely seen some dramatic benefits from that. Just um, I could go through the list, but it's definitely better to get sleep than to not get sleep. But what what's been kind of going through my mind as I think about kind of the reasoning why I didn't get sleep in the first place, where um, I the scenario happens where I lay down on my pillow, it's bedtime. Um, then I start thinking about work and money and not being able to see my daughters and how that that's just going to continue on for quite a while now. And then how I'm going to die one day and then what could happen to me after I pass away. And then what's this idea of eternity? And it just spirals down into this huge, um, stressful anxiety, panic stricken mode. Um, you know, I've, it's been something that I have been kind of afflicted by for, I don't know, at least three years, three or four years, where even movies or certain songs can cause kind of an episode or 
monotonous times at jobs that I've had where I just kind of look at my hands and look at what I'm doing and go, I like, like actually like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is a waste of time. I don't have a lot of time. And then I freak out and get to a very dark and weird place and you feel very alone and like you're the only one dealing with those problems. Um, but as I've learned and jumped online on Reddit and different pages, um, kind of a lot of people have uh, existential crisis, um, not just when they turn 50 and they realize they're halfway through their life. It's more on a regular basis like I was. Um, one thing that's really helped is microdosing um, psilocybin. Um, that was such a huge help. Um, and it's really strange. It's not like you feel it. Like if you drink three beers, you kind of know what the feeling is that you're going to have. If you take, if you smoke a bowl, you know what's going to, what the feeling's going to be like. There's some anticipa anticipation of the experience that you're going to have. But psilocybin mushrooms, uh, microdosing, you, you don't really feel it. Like there's no immediate feeling or hours later feeling of like oh okay this is what mushrooms feel like because you're taking it at such a low dose but i guess the way that it does affect your brain when it comes to things like anxiety and stress um, have definitely helped with sleeping and um, i guess just the positive mindset that i have now um, i actually haven't microdosed in probably a month and a half because i think that it just did what it needed to do and i don't need to continue to take it um, especially surrounding myself around with people. I, I know I've talked about this before, but having a large group of people, um, at least four or five, I know that's not large, but four or five people that, you know, you could talk to and have experiences with, uh, all of my coworkers at my new job, the coworkers at the new company I started for being an electrician, um, family members, uh, my brother Cooper, um, his friend, hanging around hanging around all these great and awesome people just kind of helps takes the stress off of life and getting out there and doing things so i haven't been um haven't had that problem going to sleep at least for the past week um, i'm definitely anticipating having it again but hopefully i'll have some things in my back pocket that i can pull out to help um, go to sleep like some wim hof breathing methods or some meditations to uh, kind of help induce sleep and i also have um, all natural melatonin pills just to get that extra boost of um, feeling tired um, without having any major negative effects because your body produces melatonin um, consistently um, or naturally sorry naturally throughout the body one thing i do uh, i'm wary of in my own brain when it comes to taking melatonin to go to sleep is that i don't want to become dependent on it if you take too much and you're too consistent with it i feel like your body will stop producing the melatonin you need to fall asleep without the extra boost of, of providing it through these tablets but anything's better than going through an experience like that where um i don't fall asleep and then my sleep schedule is so fucked up that i end up pulling an all-nighter just because i have to go to work that's just not in, not a spot i wanted to be um ever again and not one i i could like maybe when i was 16 or 17 I could see myself doing something kind of irresponsible and dumb like that, but I'm 27 now, and things like that don't don't need to happen anymore. So, thought I would just jump on and, and 
say a few things about that here at the end, um, especially because I'm excited to kind of listen to the contrast between my ability to talk and form sentences and where I was when I was in the middle of that sleepless experience. But yeah, anybody who's listened to this, I appreciate you. Um, thank you so much for putting up with me as I try to get through my almost drunken stupor. And uh, as always, I wish everyone out there the best. And thanks for listening. We'll catch you on episode six. Bye-bye.